When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. The Score North Winter Online Auction. It's your chance to save up to 70% off on items. Like a gas furnace or water heater from Air Mechanical. Stealth trailer from Pleasureland RV. A five-night all-inclusive golf vacation to the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations. Or an ultimate yard maintenance package from Tri-State Bobcat. Bidding begins December 9th through the 15th. Go to scorenorth.com keyword auction to bid, win, and save. That's scorenorth.com keyword auction. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. This guy doesn't just like football. He f- loves football. And the fans are doing the wave um, around the stadium, and so I'm just watching, and I hear Ben Johnson's like, hey, coach, you want him? And, I, and I'm just... I'm so focused on the wave, and I said, yeah, that's fine. And I look up, and we're throwing it to Panay, and I'm like, what the are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> was fine. So, but it worked out great. Uh, football! Football, yeah! yeah! Football! Yeah! Football! So great. <laughs> okay, I keep thinking about this clip. That was, uh, by the way, that was the Pat McAfee show, Dan Campbell joining yesterday. How does it feel, Vikings fans, it already stings, but, like, to know that the head coach of the Lions was just, like, transfixed on the wave during this crucial game-altering play, paying almost no attention. And then, on the flip side, Lions fans, you're, like, in the playoff hunt now. You're playing relevant football in December. It's a division game. There's a couple minutes left. the, The game is on the line. They they're so far removed from that scenario as fans. They have no idea what to do. It's like they just uh, what do we do? Uh, the uh, wave. Let's just let's just do the wave. What? Why are yeah, you the, doing the wave? Yeah, that's a great. That I didn't even think of that part. That's a great point. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So anyhow, uh, this is Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We reject five hundred football around here, and the Vikings have done so mostly this season as well. Uh, the show is presented by our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Before we get into Maya, Mackie, is Maya? Very Maya. Excited. I can oh, tell it was Maya or Stella. She very wants a new source. I don't blame her one bit. I know. Uh, well, I might have to give her some Surly, actually, to just sort of calm her down so I can record this podcast. Oh. What kind of Surly should I give Maya here? 
We oh, don't well, actually advise this, folks. I'm just no, kidding. No, we don't, but there's so many choices here. You know what? I'd go, I'd go before I die because Maya should live the surly slash purple lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're a Vikings fan, it's all about before I die. Okay, Sunday was a setback. I understand that, but you're going to lose games. What you want to do is you want to make that run to the biggest game of them all. Since which technically this is an ad now, I can't say it, but it's the big game we all know about. And you know what? A before I die makes it a perfect way to enjoy, as Mike Tice once said, enjoy the season, enjoy the surly, and show us your cans um, at Score North on Twitter, at Jay Zolgad. Show us your cans, whatever you're sipping on of surly. All right, boys. It is time for the most innovative, high-wire, risky segment in all of sports talk. It's called Write That Down, and we're the only version of this. We First of all, there's an imitator out there on NFL Network. They have stolen, stolen Write That Down, but this is the original. And uh, we actually keep track of our predictions with statistics. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. The only show in America that actually has the cojones enough to put our reputations on the line. The rules are simple. Three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody each week. And listeners, if you want to jump in here like our guy Nate is about to, you can send us a message through the Score North app, and uh, we'll get you scheduled sometime for maybe early in 2023. Tight races in both the completion percentage and touchdown departments, boys. Very tight races. We'll start with Judd here. Three things came off the board for you, Judd. You said the Vikings would win their next three games. Oh. Oh. That's not what upsets my stomach. Oh, you said the Broncos would win the AFC West. Oh. There's now mathematically not possible. Oh my god! But uh, you did say, however, that Christian Darrisaw would miss his next three games against the Patriots, Jets, and the Lions with the concussion. He did. Sounds like he'll be back this weekend. Yes. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Kind of a kind of a scary deal there. Uh, all right, Macadac. Three things came off the board for me. Start with the bat. I said Dalvin Cook would run for over 100 yards, a touchdown. He did have a touchdown and a 30-yard run or more. Well, he had a five-yard run. Does that count? About that a, make yourself feel better? About 100 stuffs at the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said TJ Hawkinson would get a game ball after this one was over. Well, if he wouldn't have dropped a pass, maybe they would have kept the drive alive. No game ball for you. Guy. But Guy. I did tell you that old Kirky boy, Noon games against the Lions are his Super Bowls. Good call. I told you 300-plus yards for the second time all year, two or more passing touchdowns and zero interceptions. A three-item Kirk parlay is a home run or a touchdown, I guess. So there you go. Uh, you know, it's funny. All weekend long, I was I was actually mad about this for the last 72 hours because I thought I predicted three or more passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, like, as I was watching the game, I was like, oh, he only needs one more in garbage time. And so I was I was mad for seventy two hours uh, until I until I found the, back the language of the prediction and I said two. I said two. There you go. Go listeners, strap in. This is rough. Amir said the Vikings would seal the game against the Lions with a defensive takeaway. He also said Hawkinson would have five or more catches for eighty one or more yards and a touchdown. Our guy Surly Dave said the Vikings would go undefeated in divisional play. Drew said KOC would win four of his first five challenges in the regular season. He has actually, uh, I think he's one for three so far this year. Oh, wow. And then Alex said, your division winners for this year would be Chiefs, Ravens, Titans, Bills, all still possible. 
Vikings still possible. Cowboys still possible. But Rams and Saints, the Rams specifically, are now mathematically eliminated from winning their divisions. They've got the ring. They do. Give me the ring. I'll take the ring any day. Yep. All right, Declan, you said Vikings would win by seven or more. Yeah. Vikings would win the third quarter. They didn't. And But you did say the Vikings-Lions would combine for over 750 yards. They actually went over 800 yards in that game. So with that, look at this race. My goodness. With, uh, what, a month, month, month and a half left in the football season here, Declan leads the completion department with 36.2% completions over Judd's 35.4%, over my 34.8%. We are all separated by 1.4% completions. My goodness. Listeners are down to 20.7%. Cool. We do have a new leader in the in the touchdown department, Ole Macadac, up to 14 over Declan's 13. Check down Judd at 8, and the listener is struggling at 5. I'm painting at the end, man. I'm getting it done. All right, People Chad are ripping me for still playing. <laughs> Chad Pennington. Chad I love Chad Pennington. I like Chad. <laughs> Dumping the ball off. Uh, that's hilarious. All right, so there's your accountability session. Let's get Nate in here with his Randy Moss jersey, making his debut on Write That Down. Nate, what's going on, man? What, tell us about your Vikings fan history. So you were telling us you, uh, you were kind of born around the time Randy Moss came into the league. What's your Vikings background? Yeah, I am actually from Providence, Rhode Island, so that's a new one. Um, I grew up seeing six Super Bowls, and uh, I was not a fan of any of them, um, unfortunately. So I just tell people I'm a masochist at this point. Yeah. Um, my favorite player in 08 when I was a little kid growing up was a Adrian Peterson. And 2009, I was just like, this is my team. And I still remember that NFC Championship. Um, I was crying, profusely crying because I was a child. And my dad was just laughing hysterically. <laughs> just laughing hysterically. Aww. Um, but no, um, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. I follow Boston sports, everything else. Cause I can't do all Minnesota. I'm sorry. No, I just don't yeah, have that. I, I can't do that. No offense. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I can't do that. You know, you I di- think diversify your masochism. Yeah, I, I understand. You know what I mean? I, I need some, you know, the most spoiled fans in the world, New England fans. And I just need to be spoiled a bit, but you know, Vikings are still my number one team. I'd rather them win a Super Bowl than. You know, the Celtics or anybody else get their 900th championship. Right. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's my awesome, story. man. Love it. Love it. Uh, who's uh, who's who's hanging out in the background oh, there? Dog, he's upset. Uh, I don't That's know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Azula. Oh, Azula. She's she. Is she, I, wearing, I, is she wearing a Vikings jersey. Yeah, she's wearing a little. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a little dog's Vikings like, jersey. I don't want to be a Vikings fan, Dad. Why are you making me? Yeah, a it was. Fan? I don't know. She was born in West Virginia. She shouldn't be talking any crap. All right. But um, no, I, I don't know. I woke up this morning and she was like, I'm going to ruin your day, Dad. She's just been <laughs> asking for butt scratches. And one time you guys had me on vet line and she was barking so loud. Right. You guys had to kick me off, you know. <laughs> and I, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. She's like every single time. She just really does not want to be a Vikings fan. Oh, well. <laughs> but she has no choice, you know. She might have good taste, dude. I mean, you read up. She's like four Super Bowl losses. I, I want no part of this, Dad. She probably saw she she probably saw clips of the Ed Donatel Thursday press conference that just came out that we will get to later on. Just wondering oh, what is that yeah. guy talking about? So, all right, let's get into it here, Nate. We're going to start with you. We'll go around the room um, three different times. So, Nate, Judd, Declan, back to me. 
football or show related predictions. They must be quantifiable. Otherwise, it's everything else is pretty much fair Break game. So, down. all right. So go all ahead. All right. Um, so we're facing the Colts uh, this Saturday, and uh, fortunately, as um, well, please. Um, fortunately, the pride of uh, Rhode Island actually does play for the Colts. I actually got to share a field with this man in high school. Quitty Pay, uh-huh. first first round pick ever wow. from Rhode Island. Um, he will get at least one sack. We're gonna go safe. He's gonna get at least one sack or more against the Vikings this Saturday. All right. Love it. Yeah, the wow. listeners do need some help just getting their completion percentage up here. So just a little, a little wheel route out of the backfield here would be helpful. Uh, all right, Judd. All right. Speaking of the defensive coordinator of the Vikings, write this down. Ed Donatel will no longer be the Vikings defensive coordinator by two weeks after the season ends. So off the record, I think he'll be let go pretty quickly. But, you know, this staff, who knows, they're, you know, collaborative, and they like to be nice guys, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm, so Dex, I'm saying two weeks okay. after the season ends, Easy Ed the, will be looking for work. Let, let, let me clarify this. The Vikings season ends or the NFL yeah, Super Bowl Vikings season ends? Vikings season ends. Okay. Vikings season ends. Okay. Thank you. Wanda. Want a clarification? Want to be want to be clear? Yeah, yeah. Want a clarification? Want to be clear? Just yeah. be clear. Very very good clarification. Thank you very much. Be clear. Okay, Dex. All right, my first prediction. Uh, write this down. At least two interceptions for Matt Ryan and the Colts. Matt Ryan will okay. throw at least two interceptions. He's been interception happy all season this year. So I think uh, Matt downstairs, Ryan will, will, will throw a go, couple. Go downstairs. We'll, we'll yeah, get let's, just, let's just mute. You're let's good. Just mute. Uh, right. it'll get, uh, on the record, I think he'll throw at least two picks against the Vikings. So two interceptions for Matt Ryan. Is that uh, that, that might be a touchdown. Two I picks. Think I, got, I think I got a touchdown, right, for my prediction? For Mike White, yeah. 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 So, I yeah. know we think, well, the Colts are garbage, but like predicting two or more interceptions. It's very specific. Is, it's a, it's a rare, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's a rare thing. I'm good at that. So, and it's less about the specificity and more about the rarity of the prediction that makes ah, it a touchdown. Yes, yes. Specificity helps. Talk but, to me. Write this down. Talk to me. I'm going to one up Declan here. I'm going to be a one upper. Wow. Write this down. Vikings defense parlay. There will be a this come to Jesus week of discussions will result in a bounce back. Not only will they force two or more turnovers. They will hold the Colts to 17 or fewer points in this game. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna one up that even. Only twice this season, the Colts won't show up. Yeah, the Colts. Yeah, only twice this season have they held opponents to 16 or fewer points. So let's drop it by a point. 16 or fewer points. The only time the Vikings have done that is against Miami with a third string quarterback and uh, Green Bay in Week One. Okay. Otherwise, every other game they've allowed more than 16 points. So it'll okay. be one of their three best defensive performances, and they will uh, they will turn the ball over at least twice. Okay. Okay. Write this down. All right, let's go uh, Go back to Nate here. Hello. How are we doing? Sorry, I had to bring her downstairs. She's she being ridiculous. That's all um, good. That's all good. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to make another New Englander prediction. Now, this man happens to actually wear a Vikings jersey. Um, so just a quick little story, won't be too long. My senior year of high school, I made it to the New England Championships of Wrestling. Um, if you get top three in your state, you get to go to the New England Championships and um, get your butt kicked, essentially. That's what happened to me. Um, <laughs> and I'm, like, on the mat getting warmed up, and I meet this ginormous dude, a heavyweight, very fiery orange hair. And, you know, we're just talking. He was the defending New England champ, and I shake his hand. I'm like, hey, you know, we are just – shooting the SHIT and 
I was like, what's your name? He's like, well, my name is Josh. You can just call me by my last name, Sokol. Um, so Josh Sokol, I actually met, I think that was like the second time I met him. I think I met him in off-season tournament as well. So write this down. Josh Sokol will be on the active 53-man roster at the start of the 2023 season. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So he was, uh, he was kind of a, a training, uh, someone to watch during like off season and training camp. He was, I think he was on the Mr. Mankato discussion list at one point for us. Um, hasn't gotten any run yet, but I like it. I like it. Write this down. All right, Judd, what's your second prediction? All right. Lions offensive coordinator, the guy that Dan Campbell was talking about, his name's Ben Johnson, will get an interview, at least one interview for an NFL head coaching job this off season. Um, he's going to get, and I think he, he deserves it. I mean, Jared Goff looks really good right now. Their offense has components that are being used correctly. So I think that, uh, Ben Johnson, that's the name of the OC is going to get at least one interview for a head coaching job. Okay. Okay. Write this down. Declan. All right. My next prediction, write this down. The Vikings beat the Colts by 10 or more points. Dude, Declan and I are just like ten. Really have the same freaking prediction. Four more points. Just uh, for God's sakes, it's Jeff Saturday. They're mailing it in. Matt Ryan's a shell of himself. Just beat the brakes off this team, please. Is that a touchdown? So they're four point favorites right now. Is ten or more a touchdown? It's kind of it's borderline. A home game against a bad team. I, it's I, a borderline. It's a good solid. It's a. It's I'm a not in the play. race there, so it's up to you. Well, you're still on the committee. That's still, yes, that, that does not mean you are. You can no, just but neglect saying, yourself from. I know. I'm saying you're, I don't You're like so. one of the, the three people on the show. Like You I'm can't just be like, I, don't I'm, think, I have nothing to do with it. I don't have much to do with it, but I, I say no. I think, it, I think it's, I think it's, a, it's a no dog. Home. Yeah, it's a no dog. Okay, but it's a, good, it's a good solid yep. knock. Yep. Okay. Cool with it. All right, write this down, I guess. So I had a similar prediction. I actually had 13, and I'm going to go away write from that. Write this down. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Vikings. I think this is a home run. You guys tell me or not. I, the Vikings are gonna hold a 20 point lead or more at some point in this game against the Colts. They'll hold a 20 point lead or more. I think that's a a touchdown. Yes, it's 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 specific. Uh, I I know Judd is not in the touchdown race, so I don't know what his opinion is on it. Um, yeah, Judd, do you have an opinion on this, or are you yeah, just gonna not talk? It's- yeah, it's a touchdown. It's borderline, but it's a touchdown. I, the Colts. I would I mean, say it's not again. It's it's the it's the likeliness. Is it likely they're going to hold a three touchdown lead on the as Colts? I said, borderline, but yeah, touchdown. <laughs> okay, it's barely a touchdown. If you know, purple daily comment section on the YouTube channel. If you guys have strong takes on this, so let us know. Write this down. All right, Nate. What's your third and final prediction? Sweet. Uh, I'm actually going to go. I think this should be a touchdown, but it's. Pretty likely. Um, it's going to be a three-legged uh, parlay for him himself, uh, Justin Jefferson. A lot of people have said this, but I'm just going to reiterate. This year, he will win Offensive Player of the Year. He will be on the cover of Madden 24, whatever the next Madden is. And he will get the highest value wide receiver contract in NFL history. Definitely a touchdown. If all three of those things happen. It's it's a touchdown for sure. Absolutely, but he's Love him. He, I mean, he's amazing. Yep, he is ridiculous. Just <laughs> back up five Brinks trucks to that guy's house wherever he lives. Give him um, a blank check. Let him fill it in. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, Nate. Great stuff from you, man. Since you've got this platform here on Purple Daily, 
this Ooh. life-changing moment right now? Is there anyone you'd like to thank that got you here? Um, so I'll start off with this. First of all, I'd like to thank you guys. Um, living in Baltimore and then growing up in New England, not too much purple love all around. So your podcast has definitely helped me. I'd like to thank my Nova Vikes fan, Northern Virginia Vikings. It's about a thousand of us strong. We rent out a bar every single Sunday, Saturday to go watch the games. Um, my partner, Lauren, who hates the Vikings, but I make her wear a jersey and watch watch the games with me. Um, but everybody else from New England, no, I'm not thanking you for anything, all right? From here on out, from here on out for the rest of the year, I am no longer a New Englander. I'm a, no longer a Rhode Islander. Your guys' beer, mid. Your Dunkin' Donuts coffee, mid. All right? Catch me in Minnesota with my Juicy Lucy, my Shirley, and a winning team. Because it seems like the Patriots are at the bottom of their division right now. So all these years making fun of me, all these years asking me if I lost the bet because I'm wearing a Vikings jersey. Yeah, you guys have come back to rue. You guys will rue that day. All right? Thank you, guys. Nate, yes. <laughs> Bring it. The Bret Hart shades and everything. Awesome, dude. All right, we'll get you on again, Nate. Good luck with your predictions, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I feel like everyone should just have to, like, cut a promo at yeah, the that end was... of their... Oh, no. God, that was awesome. We need we need more promos being <laughs> cut, wrestling right promos. Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Uh, all right, let's let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Judd, your final prediction. All right, uh, Dalvin Cook's going to bounce back from a disappointing game. I think the offensive line is going to be more intact, which will help the rushing game, and he will rush for 100 or more yards Saturday. All right. So, just a simple one. Dalvin Cook will come back with a 100 or 100-plus yard game. Sounds good. Write this down. All right, Declan. All right, write this down. A uh, little Jefferson and Hawkinson prediction here. I'm going to combine them. Uh, JJ and TJ Hawkinson will haul in a combined – 12 receptions or more. 12 receptions or more for J.J. and T.J. Hawkinson against the Colts. Write it down. Okay, 12, 12 or more combined between the two? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Write this down. Uh, write this down. Mike Pettin will be named the Vikings' next defensive coordinator by, I don't know, mm. uh, March 1st. I'll okay. put a deadline on it. Mike Pettin will be, he'll just kind of slide in, just sh- Slide right over. Maybe he'll still be the uh, assistant head coach. I don't know. But it's an easy internal move. I see your Brandon Staley. I see that. That makes some sense, too. But a lot of dominoes have to fall there. I think the easiest move is just take the guy that's already in-house and move him. So there you go. Um, Those of you who write that down, predictions, your accountability session. The only show in America that actually has the guts to put statistics next to our predictions uh, boys, we have to get into some of the things that Ed Donatel was saying and sort of justifying in his Thursday press conference in just a moment here. A shout-out, however, to the official sports bar of the sports dad, <laughs> Judd Zolgat. You're rocking the Park Tavern hoodie again. You're like a cartoon I character I love that this. only wears one thing these days. <laughs> yeah, well, so what? So what? It's, it's you know great. what? That's it's great. comfortable. It's comfortable. It's cozy. Just like, let me think about it. That's right. Park Tavern, the bar itself, uh, which is which is in my hometown here of St. Louis Park, located off Louisiana Avenue South. And uh, I want to remind you, 
Park Tavern open 365 days a year. So if you're looking for Christmas Eve bowling, if you're looking for something to do on Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, Park Tavern is open on all of those days. In fact, they are open every day of the year. And if you're going to stop in, I want to remind you that you can get one of these gift cards. Um, and what, what it is, is you buy a $100 gift card and you get right now a $25 bonus gift card. Unless you go into Park Tavern and take advantage of the Black Friday deal by saying, you know what, Sports Dad and Score North told me to come in and buy one, and then you get a $50 bonus, yes, instead of $25, a $50 bonus gift card. If you have a party or something that you want to organize, Park Tavern is the perfect place. Contact them, 952-929-6810, or go to parktavern.net to make a reservation right now, parktavern.net. Park Tavern, as Phil said, the official sports bar of the Sports Dad. A shout-out to our friends also at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated, been around for over 100 years, like having a great offensive line for your business. Uh, they stand by businesses with really the, the the one measurement being they measure their success by the success of your business. So it really is um, a close relationship that you will get when you partner with Federated, and you'll get over 100 years of trusted resources, knowledge, expertise, and guidance federatedinsurance.com to find out more information federated where it's our business to protect yours uh all right boys let's dive into just a few things here from the ed donatel we don't have any clips because this is kind of coming down as we're recording so i'm just going to read you some quotes and some random tweets and uh you guys stop me or chime in as you wish so Kevin Seifert, our friend from ESPN.com, said reporters just had a really engaging session with Ed Donatel. He took all questions, acknowledged the need to cover tighter and rush better, but he pointed more to execution than scheme and said, eventually we'll be there. We know what we're doing and how to do it. There's more here. I just want to start with that idea. And I, I trust, we obviously weren't in the room for this press conference, but I trust Kevin's interpretation oh, yeah. of Ed Donatel. Yes, that he is pointing more to execution than scheme, yep. and then saying, "quote Eventually, we'll be there." Uh, it's December fourteenth, right? Yeah, there's no, and you are ten and three. And the thing about this is, if you had seven wins right now, I would say, "Oh, okay, cool. You're going somewhere. You're building something up." But the reality is, you have ten wins. You have a chance for a special year. And we saw on Sunday, and we've now seen for five consecutive games that you were giving up 400 plus yards. Like you can't downplay that. You can't downplay it. You can downplay one or two hiccups, uh, but this is consistent. But the key to me in that quote is Donatel continues to say my scheme works and the execution, which, which is IE players, the players aren't executing my scheme. And I keep coming back to this. How does Kevin O'Connell feel? If Ed is telling him this, how does O'Connell feel? Because the whole thing about coaching, in my opinion now, is, yeah, your scheme might be great, but you have to fit the talent to the scheme. They have to be married. So it can't be this like, well, the players will figure this out eventually, but right now they're not. I'm doing a great job. Ed has been saying this all season long. Yeah. And, and you know what? When I covered him in 2003 with the Packers, he can be very, like, he's a goofy sort of guy, but he can be, he can seem very open. And so, like, I totally get that he is, that he appears to be, you know, he's not snippy. He's not, he's honestly answering questions, or at least it comes off that way. But Phil, I'm with you. One, the clock is ticking. The clock is run out. Like it can't be, 
We'll get there. When? Next season? And the second thing is, it's continually to me, this underlying theme of, well, it's the execution. That means the players. You can't be blaming the players now. You've got to find a way. I hope Kevin O'Connell, if this is what Ed told Kevin, I hope Kevin said, you, we need to fix this. Like, let's stop blaming the players and let's find out what do you need to do to adjust to help the players right now? Because we have 10 damn wins and you can get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs pulling the garbage that this scheme is pulling right now or this execution is pulling right now. Yeah. Uh, here's a few more quotes here. This is from Pioneer Press. Ed Donatel, quote, we like our four-man rush, and they have been so close so many times. Well, the Vikings have more uh, four-man rushes or three-man rushes than all but, like, five teams. They they rarely send an extra guy. Now, I, I think they actually sent an extra runner uh, 30% of the dropbacks on Sunday, which is a higher percentage by about double than yeah, they have this season. Yeah, before that. Yep. And 32 so, on Sunday, you said. So they did more of it. It, it didn't really work that well. But mm-hmm. but I just, again, he's saying, listen, we like our four-man rush. They're so close. They're so, they're getting so close. Dude, it, it, I'll say it again. It's December 14th. <laughs> they're not so, so close. The NFL is all about so close. The games are so close. The Texans almost beat the Cowboys. Everything's, everything is close. The scores are close. The, the matchups, the battles in the trenches are close, right? What's the extra thing that puts it over the top here? Um, Ben Gessling, here's his interpretation from the Star Tribune. Donatel said players, quote, are doing what they're being coached to do, but it's unrealistic to expect the scheme to change drastically at this point. They'll work to get players tighter in coverage. He also added that Zadarius Smith is fully healthy now after having kind of a banged up knee earlier in the year. Um, and he looked more spry. He looked like he was bouncing around more against Detroit, which is good. But so on one hand, he is saying verbatim, it's more of a, an execution issue than a scheme issue. But then on the other hand, he's saying players are doing what they're being coached to do. So if they're, if they're doing what they're being coached to do and the defense isn't effective, then how is it an execution issue of the scheme? This is where he's sort of, he's making this harder on himself. It's, it's like he's so his, for himself. his pride is preventing him yeah. from saying, you know what? We just haven't coached well enough. We got we have to find a way. He keeps putting it on the players, and both are to blame. But I hate that he's acknowledging like it's the players. Real? I mean, yeah, there's some scheme things we can look at, but like, come on, these guys aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, don't say the, that publicly. And he said this now at least twice during the course of th- this year. There, there was a come to Jesus. Uh, it's probably around the Dolphins game because they actually improved for a couple weeks there. Around the Dolphins game, he said the same stuff, and that is the scheme worked. I'm telling you, this is a repeat on the other side of the football from Childress 2006 when he told Seifert flat out, because Kevin said it, it was coming off that Packers game in Green Bay, which was Tavares' first start, and it was a debacle, and the offense looked awful. And I think the Vikings scored a Fred Smoot uh, scored on, on a pick. But beyond that, I don't think that they scored a point. And the whole – Kevin asked Brad, you know – are there some things here that does this really work? Blah, blah, blah. And Brad came back with the famous quote. This is a kick-ass offense. And yeah. this feels very much like the same thing, which is the coaches who say, well, my scheme works. It's the execution. You know what? If I'm O'Connell, I don't care. I'm the head coach of this team and you need to fix it. And going in the locker room and telling 11 guys or more, Hey, you know what? This is really on. You guys need to go home and execute this better. That ain't going to work. 
So, so to me, these quotes that you've read interpreted, I think, pretty well by a bunch of people that cover this team are unacceptable. Yeah. It's uh it's fascinating. Here's here's a couple more real quick here. From Kevin Seifert, ultimately Donatel is maintaining his trademark optimism quote, this will be good for everybody in here to see. He told a room full of reporters, "We'll work out of this. There's no question that we'll come out of this." Um Yeah, I mean I I am I'm, I'm an optimistic guy like generally in life too and I love it. Um but I don't I don't love this commitment to the scheme, the scheme, the scheme. It's like you, if you would have told me before the season, okay, let's forget about the scheme for a second. I'm going to give you a healthy, largely, a largely healthy Zadarius Smith for every game, basically. Daniil Hunter, healthy. Patrick Peterson, healthy and spry, like playing almost like he did in his prime. Harrison Smith, mostly healthy. Eric Hendricks, healthy. Jordan Hicks healthy. These guys might not be all the same players they were a few years ago, but they're not totally cooked. And I'm going to give you a couple of young guys like Cam Danchler and Patrick Jones and stuff. So that collection right there, before we talk about scheme, would you expect that group of smart veteran players that still have some gas left in the tank? And a couple guys, by the way, maybe up to three guys that might be Hall of Fame bound at some point. Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, if maybe Daniil Hunter with the start to his career that he had. Should that collection, Ed, be last in the NFL in yardage defense? The answer seems pretty obvious, right? Yeah, no, yeah. it should not. And I'm not saying it should be number one, but it should be closer to 15, 16, or 10th, or 18th than 32nd. Yeah, and you've got to, you know what? This season's been a lot of fun, and the circumstances in which you're in paint a very different picture than I imagine a lot of people internally and externally thought possible, right? But this is no time to glum on to, well, you just wait. I mean, we're going to get this fixed eventually. He's giving no timetable. Um, I, I just, I, I hope O'Connell, I hope that what he is saying is what he thinks, and privately there's more going on behind the scenes to fix this than that. Then it works. It were, I mean, it's a trust us. <laughs> yeah, it's a hollow. It's a hollow promise because you now are in a position to win at least a playoff game, if not possibly two. And 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 here's the thing that I want to see. I want to see this team go into the playoffs with a chance to win every game it plays. Like if you get past the first round, which I will say now, if you don't, and and good for you for setting this expectation. But if you don't win your first round game here at home, it's the season to me is disappointing. Yeah. Because you've now established an expectation of, oh, wow, this is a really a pretty damn good team. Uh, and then going into your second game, which is going to be tough as hell, I want to see you give yourselves a chance. And saying, well, maybe in our second playoff game, our defense is going to fire on all cylinders because everyone's going to get it. it. That's, you know, it's one thing to be positive. It's another to be either naive or just simply blowing smoke. So do you guys, I'm going to give you the uh, proverbial, the gun to the head here, that you find yourself in a crazy situation where someone has a gun to your head for a football take, and you have to be right, okay? Dan Campbell. It's a water pistol, but yeah. Do you think the defense will turn around in the last four games of the regular season? And if you do, how much do you think it can turn around? I don't think you can just like flip a switch and become really good again. The... 
the two areas I'd like to see them improve, which are the two areas I thought the Vikings defense, if they utilize these situations, they can still be an effective defense. That doesn't mean top five, but again, effective and playoff caliber. Let's maybe call it that. A playoff caliber defense that you can at least trust. Can you be really good in the red zone? And can you dial up more pressure? Those are two areas I think that are sustainable, uh, obtainable, that you can fix and that you can hang your hat on that at the end of the day, we might give up 350 yards per game because we're going to have teams march up and down the 20s, but we're going to stop and we're gonna either going to hold them to three points and we're going to blitz the hell out of the quarterback. Can you dial up more pressures and can you stop teams from scoring six when you're in the red zone? I think because you, you can't just flip the... I, I'll even defend Donatel. You're not just going to completely change the scheme on week 14. You, it, it, football is so difficult. It, it's not like a trade deadline where you plug in a player in another sport and that team automatically becomes better because they have a better three hitter in the lineup. You can't just change the entire higher scheme overnight but can you be better in certain areas that are obtainable and I think that's where Ed Donatel can hopefully dial up more pressures and figure out ways to not be a complete sieve in the red zone those are the two areas I think you can fix but I I I don't think you can just make the defense better overnight either here's where they sit in some of these categories so Andrew Kramer has has a bunch of these rankings and I'm putting a couple of these just in here too so they're 24th in pressure rate they are 17th in sack rate so it's Again, below average, not as much of a train wreck. 18th in red zone percentage. So not a total train wreck, but below average. Here's some of the big ones. They are 30th in punts forced, a 30% punt rate, uh, which means the other 70% are scoring drives or turnovers. They do have a pretty good takeaway rate. Yes. 32nd, dead last in three and out rate. And that doesn't shock me at all because it just seems like like the Lions on Sunday just kept moving the chains yeah. and crossing midfield. And now it's like, oh, can they and bend you can the run break? And, You're right. Yep. They're dead last in passing yards allowed per game, just under 290. And they're dead last in total yards allowed per game. They are averaging giving up 404 yards per game. The three and outs is a killer because they've been a bet like they, they've been a three and out offense. That's one of the big flaws of the offense the last, not just with O'Connell, but it's been kind of a Kirk Cousins thing that uh, they just have a lot of three and outs on offense and they're not getting three and outs. Their defense is just sitting on the field, getting tired. And then the offense has a three and out. (sighs) Now the defense goes back out there. It's just a spiral that they haven't been able to stop. And they're terrible against the pass. um, And they're not, they're not statistically nearly as bad against the rush, but, but to that point of potential, Three and outs. Think about all the times that you see a guy take the ball on a handoff and get five yards. And then he gets seven yards. And then he gets four yards. I I mean, that's the thing is that keeps drives alive because what happens? A lot of times your opponent comes up in third and manageable, and now it's a first down. Um, To Declan's point, though, so I I think that there's a conversation to be had here that's fairly important. Uh, because I think the observation is, and, and Ed and Ed's going to gaslight your butt on this one badly, which is the scheme thing. Can't change the scheme. I mean, my scheme works. Okay. But think about the best coaches in this league. You don't change your scheme. No one's asking you to change your scheme. Um, but here's what you do do. You adjust. This is a league of adjustments. Teams see things on film. I mean, these people do nothing but watch film. Like, they have no life. O'Connell has a family. He's got a young child. I guarantee he's seen that kid about, you know, two days a week or something. Because the, these guys work. And I'm giving them credit for it. But it, but that works on both sides. So, no, Ed, nobody's asking you to change your damn scheme. What, I, what we are saying is this. 
Daniil Hunter's PFF grades are excellent. We never really see that, though. There has to be a way to figure out how to tweak things and adjust things. See, that's where the whole scheme thing to me is a lazy, from a coach's thing. Well, we can't change our scheme now. We've installed it. Okay, that's awesome. But you're getting gashed. You're getting embarrassed. You're not, and from the eye test, we can see you're not necessarily using guys correctly. No one's saying you have 11 good players. But you're saying, you're essentially telling us everyone's executing poorly. This defense is being gashed enough that you are telling us. So you're telling me, you're telling me Daniil Hunter is being exploited. You're telling me the corners, Patrick Peterson, who, by the way, I think also PFF-wise grades out pretty well. You're telling me it's not doing the scheme right. Harrison Smith. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's the I'm amazing calling thing. him on this crap. This it, scheme yeah. thing, because you're, you're, again, just like we talked about um, with the twins on M&J, you're gaslighting us now. You're, yeah. you're hiding behind a convenient phrase that you think we'll all be like, oh, oh, Ed said the scheme. No, come on, dude. You've got to get more from your players. Maybe not every one of them, but there's several who have a lot more to give. And it's and to me, it's not like the like the 2013 Vikings or the last. That's the last team that was 30 sec. That, that was the 32nd ranked scoring defense. This is the 32nd ranked yards defense. So there's a little bit of a difference. This is not the worst points defense because they have been able to force some turnovers and stuff. But when you look at that group of starters in 2013, I just pulled it up. Yeah, it's a combination of some young guys that have no idea what they're doing, like Josh Robinson, Chris Cook. They had a couple cornerbacks that had no idea what they were doing. Yep. Um, Anderson Deho was a young safety on that team, clueless. Although I think Harrison Smith might have been on this team. He was, but he was young too. Yep. Certainly and then you had now. like Latroy Guy. You had, you had some a major talent issue like Latroy Guy on, but then you had old Kevin Williams, old Jared Allen that were way they they were not like prime Daniel Hunter. Those guys were just like over the cliff at that point. Brian Robinson was 30 years old. So the guys that were supposed to get after quarterbacks were all over the age of 30. Greenway was over 30. He's, he kind of played the Kendricks role. The point I'm getting at is you looked at the personnel on that 2013 Vikings defense that was worse than the NFL. And you said, yeah, eh, this make this, this makes sense. There's not a lot of dynamic guys on that defense. You look at this collection and you're like, okay, there's definitely some aging guys definitely lost a step for sure. The middle linebackers have lost a step. But not like worst defense in the league. So I right. just keep going back to you just said it too. He's insinuating, hey, these guys aren't executing my scheme. Okay, so they're all cooked or they're idiots. Like what? What is the what is the insinuation here? <laughs> it's on you, and it's on you to fix it. You yeah. are the defensive coordinator. It's on you to fix this. It's not on it. It's not on players who clearly aren't being used correctly to be like, oh, I'm Ed. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you wanted for the last what six months. Yeah. Um, and 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 also the other dangerous thing he's implying because he's full of crap is when he says that it will start to click. Here's the problem. As you pointed out, Phil, one of the key statistics for why the Vikings defense uh, points wise is not terrible is turnovers. Right. We've had conversations about this. Those are not predictable. They ordinarily go in waves of years. So, like, if you're telling me that that's going to be a primary thing next year, too, you can't guarantee that. So, like, you have and, – and I don't want to say it's all good luck because, you know, the Vikings have made some very nice plays to get the ball on defense. 
That being said, I think we went through this, Phil, if I'm not mistaken, in the old radio days with the Bears one year. One of the Bears' really good years, they had a ridiculous amount of, of forced turnovers, and we basically went through the previous years of things, and you can't mm-hmm. count on those. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yard, yard, like, And he's been kind of dismissing the yardage stuff as if, like, yards don't win games. No, Dude, they do. They do. In the absence of turnovers, yards absolutely win and lose games. It's the process by which you move into scoring range. So it's just it's almost like he has a fundamental lack of understanding of defensive process or something and i you know far be it for me to like tell him how to coach cuz i've never coached football before but i know enough to know that you can't give up 6 yards of play and expect to hold teams at bay or hold teams under 20 points mathematically that's almost impossible and it's coming to a head here so um what's the best scheme for losing weight this time of year judd you know what? That's not hard. And that is that is one that we can all e- execute, and there's going to be no confusion because it starts with this, Livia Weight Control Centers. That's right. In fact, you know what? I've got some stats to back this up, too. Me, personally, lost 40 pounds, and I said weight control. I didn't say diet because the most important thing is they help you keep that weight off. Another fact, another stat, if you join now. So don't wait. Join now. Why? Because you can give yourself the holiday gift of health and save 50%, 50% right now. Do you have to go in? Do I have to drive somewhere each week? No, absolutely not. You can if you're in town here, but if you're not, or if you prefer, virtual visits are an option. That's right. So if you want, by the time spring comes, you'll be down a lot of weight, a lot of clothes will fit. You'll feel great. If I can do it, you can too. 855 go dot com. L-I-V-E-A.com. This is all fact. This is all true. And it's a winning play, Livia.com. And thanks to everyone for showing us their underdog slips over uh, this this last few weeks, too. That's right. You know, the best thing about underdog fantasy is they'll they'll start to release lines early as uh, as the game gets on right now. So I'm just looking at underdog fantasy. If you wanted to do so, you know, you can go to underdog fantasy, look at the pick em options between the Vikings and Colts, and you can already see that uh, you got an over-under of 269 yards for Kirk passing. You got 90 rushing and receiving for Dalvin Cook. So you can actually lock in these lines now in case they move up, right? You want to get in these highers or lowers right now early. So go to Underdog Fantasy. Join with promo code SCORE2, uh, by the way. If you join with promo code SCORE, they'll match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, join Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. Uh, gentlemen, we are going to open up another round of Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet members uh-huh. this week. Scorenorth.com slash cabinet. If you would like to, you can apply for a position on the cabinet. You can see the current cabinet members. In fact, I think we should, uh, I think we should name an employee of the day here. Maybe an employee okay. of the day. Let's, uh, love it. Let's throw a shout out to our guy, the chief frustration officer, Mike Conlin. You are the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet Employee of the Week. Mike's been a Vikings fan since 1980. His all-time favorite Vikings player is Adrian Peterson. The first time the Vikings ever ripped his heart out was in 1998. Mike, you, uh, I think there's a reason why you've been the chief frustration officer if 98 was kind of your first foray into Vikings heartbreak. Congratulations. You are the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet Employee of the Week. The flag for Mike. Mike, way to go, Mike. the flag. There it is, Mike. Just for you. The flag is waving. There it is. All right. 
You can apply, again, at scorenorth.com slash cabinet, and uh, we'll go in and we will approve some more leaders here to be in our cabinet before the week is over. Um, All right, boys, that's another episode of Purple Daily in the books here. Tomorrow we'll do a deep dive state of the offense, which may turn into a bit of a Kirk Cousins appreciation episode off one of his great games as a Viking. And uh, if you missed it, too, all sorts of great stuff from Realistic Randy and Declan on the Purple Daily podcast feed and YouTube channel before we die with Jesse and Thor. And also, as of this morning, the latest Trenches with Boone episode, and he was fired up in many ways. Poor AJ, our uh, yeah. our producer, had Sorry to go in and uh, edit some words out of that podcast for, for the kids. But At least it wasn't Declan. It's worth a watch. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow here. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a dang Super Bowl before we die. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad time, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply.